This is Joy. This is Claire. This is the Girls Gone Wild podcast. This is episode 312. This episode is sponsored by Double Under Wonder, our favorite guys at Double Under Wonder. Mostly, I know this is really silly, but mostly because I love their emails. And if you sign up for their email list, not only do you get great product recommendations, but Ian writes the the owner writes the funniest emails. I know we've mentioned it before, but I, he just needs to write start writing articles because I would read whatever he writes. They're so freaking funny, and I'm not even going to try to repeat it because I would not do it justice. Have you ever read them? Oh, yeah. They're hilarious. <laughs> they're so great. They're so funny. So you can go to Double Under Wonder. The discount code is GGW. They also have a new sister company. It's Boulder Bands. It's B-O-L-D-E-R Bands, B-A-N-D-S. And the discount code for that is GGW. They have fantastic headbands. You've probably uh, asked which type of headband I'm wearing in any of our Instagram posts. And they're Boulder Bands. So the um, Instagram handle is Boulder Band, not plural. And the website is Boulder. The letter B, Boulder, B-O-L-D-E-R.com, and the discount code for that is GGW. So you can support the podcast by supporting these two great companies, Double Under Wonder, get your jump rope, they have these awesome unicorn tank tops, and check out the Boulder Bands. They have tons of colors and uh, sizes. I have one that's really, it's just, they're just really comfortable and they stay on, but one has like these reflectors on it. It's great. And they have some for cold weather. Uh, so check out those two companies and support the podcast at the same time. <sighs> I feel like I need to just take a deep breath today. Let's start by asking you, how was your workout? Oh my gosh. Because you did I, your first workout okay. today. <laughs> I worked out. I, I'll use the phrase workout very loosely. Hey, you moved your body I went and to it the was gym. great. I yeah. um, posted something on Instagram that was like, my first movement, my first real movement since her postpartum and um, Brianne, who's the birth fit regional director who I love and she's also my chiropractor, commented, she was like, all, move, all movement is real movement. I was like, okay, yes, but. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I went to the gym. I just went to Gold's Gym. Okay, so a couple things. First of all, I'm like 10 weeks postpartum, 10 or 11. So I have been quote unquote cleared. They quote unquote clear you, biggest air quotes ever, at six weeks, which is ridiculous. Um, Like you should not. And they're like, just go back to doing whatever you're doing. Like, no, absolutely not. So I have held off. I've been do. I did the birth fit conscious core program, which I would definitely recommend. And then I'm also doing a birth fit postpartum series at a gym that's being hosted by uh, birth fit Boulder at a gym near my house. So they kind of tell you like, you know, while you're going through the postpartum series, like let yourself get through the postpartum series before you really do anything else. Well, this postpartum series is 12 weeks long and we're only in week three. <laughs> so, and I've just been starting to feel so antsy. And I was like, you know what? I know my body. I know. Yeah, that's know. the important piece. Yeah, like I really, when you start to get antsy and you know your body and I'm you're like, like I just mm, got to, I, I just need actually, to move. Yeah. I just want to feel like I'm work. you know, I, I just want to feel like I'm like burning some, not burning calories. Yeah. You know, I want to feel the burn. <laughs> and, but I also, I want to burn off my lunch. Oh my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> I really want to lose three pounds. Um, uh. I knew that if I just went to CrossFit, I would not I would overdo it. Like you would if, get a muscle up. I would, no. Yeah. I'm going to go. To, I would just go straight to regionals. It would be very embarrassing <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> I, they would bring back regionals just so I tell, could compete. Tell everyone about the dream you had about us. Oh, yeah. I had a dream. <laughs> this is the best. 
I had a dream that Joy and I accidentally made a team at the CrossFit Games. And like they were like frantically looking for us. They're like, where have you been? And we were like, what are where you talking you about? Been? And they're like, we go like we're, we compete in five minutes. We're like, compete in what? And they were like, you guys, you're on our team. We were like, what? No. The other part of that dream that I didn't tell you was that in the dream, my chiropractor was like, Claire, you can't compete. Your adductors are too tight. <laughs> and then I told her about that. And she was like, well, they are. <laughs> oh my god i love that yeah. I, I think my favorite part of the of that dream was when they're like where have you been where have you been <laughs> we're, and like, we're like what and it that's was like, like what we've been waiting to hear our whole life i know yeah where have you been? at the you crossfit were... games so <laughs> oh sam dancer was on our yeah. team sam dancer was he's the one who was like where have you been and we were like yeah. what are you talking about sam and he was yeah. like it's our it's our heat next and we're like our heat of what <laughs> It was so horrifying. Anyway, that's like the new, you know, showed up Stress and didn't study for the yeah. test. It's like got exactly. into the games and found out you were competing. Competing. Oh, my God. How terrible. Oh. What a horrible nightmare. Okay. Horrible. Anyway, so you. So uh, I didn't go you to CrossFit. Going to, you're not going to CrossFit because you're not going to the games. <laughs> you don't want to. Yeah. And so I went to Gold's Gym and. Our gold gym is pretty nice over here, out here in Longmont. And they have this little like functional fitness room. And I think I've talked about this before, but basically they have like some air bikes, a bunch of rowers, like a ski, a couple of ski ergs. They have like a rogue rig and then a bunch of sleds and kettlebells and, you know, and then like this big grass turf area. Mm-hmm. I'm spreading my arms out like you guys can see me. I right. I see you. I yeah. see you and I hear you and, and they only me. hear you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a grass turf area. And first of all, the funny thing is everyone who, half the people who go in there are wearing like nanos and I'm like, you kind of are all looking at each other like, do you know? Do you know? Yes. Yeah. Except there was one guy in there today who like clearly was a CrossFitter, but his row and he was rowing and his rowing technique was so bad. And I texted Shane Farmer and I was like, is it my obligation to correct him? And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I'm, I'm allowed the- to like go up there and, and say something. Right? He's like, no, what you're allowed <sighs> to do is take a video and send it to me so we can shame him. Yeah. <laughs> I I can't like I still can't turn the coach off when I'm watching people work out. It drives me crazy. I was yeah, I was in a certain class uh over the past month cuz I don't want to like make anyone feel bad, but I just I just want to be like don't arch your back or don't like I want to just like yell out cues. Actually one day I did and then I felt really bad, but I know. I mean, and sometimes whatever. I just can't help it's it. I'm things, like, you know, people are going to be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so disappointed in you girls." Like people are getting out to work out. They they should just not be able to work out without being judged. I didn't right. say anything to them, but I did. Yeah. It's just one of those things where you look at it and you're like, "Man, you could be so much more efficient in that movement if you knew what you were doing, but whatever. It's fine. I didn't say anything. I so. will call out that at any time I take a class at Orange Theory, I'm going to go ahead and call out that their coaches really need to help the rowing situation there. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> Just get some good cues. Just like a couple. Just teach people how to return Just use, the handle. Use your and leg, not, guys. And yeah. Just please, please work on that. Push, don't pull. Um, yes. Okay. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> I'm going to get so much hate mail. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Whatever. So I, go, I went into Gold's Gym and, again, just, like, put your blinders on because people in Gold's yeah. Gym are kind of oh just – Oh, my gosh. A lot of them don't know what they're doing. And it's great. It's fine. You're there. You're working out. Good for you. Yes. Right. And it's not right. my monkeys. That's not, not my gym. That's no. not gym shame. No. But – when you know so much, when you're so, when you have so much knowledge, have like knowledge. we do, um, you know, it's just hard being perfect. It's hard to turn it off. Uh, it's hard being perfect. As my mom likes to say, she always says something like that. She's always like, "Well, you know, not everyone can be perfect like us." Mm-hmm. I say that a lot. Uh, so <laughs> I go to so I'm at Gold's right. gym. Sorry. <laughs> and so what I did was 
30 minutes. I hesitate to use the word AMRAP, but it was just like 30 minutes of moving of sled push down, sled pull back, Mm -hmm. lunge down. And then the first round, I lunged back. But by the second round, I just had to walk back. (laughs) Totally good. Far too many lunges. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's the room is probably like, I don't know. 50 yards long, 50 meters long-ish. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so that's what I did. And then I went and I like did some bicep curls just to like make myself feel better. It felt great. It felt great to move. I didn't overdo it. I was like really focusing on my core. I used an empty sled. And, you know, these are all moves I've done before. And then when I left, I was like, hey, that felt great. Like, that was bad. And by the time I got home, I like went to get out of the car. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> that it had set. That it's like the dom set quickly. in already. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. That took a turn. Mm-hmm. So I'm really yeah. interested to see how I feel tomorrow. But it felt, it was really good. So I think I'm going to try to do that a couple times a week and just sort of like go there and just move. And um, now that it's getting nicer out too, I can like go for hikes a little bit more, which I really, you know, enjoy doing. But there's something different about going to the gym. Mm-hmm. It's a little more motivating. Oh, and you got a rower too. We did. We got For your a home gym. In our home gym. Yeah. Um, a girl who we knew is moving. And so we bought our rower, her rower from her. And we got a really good deal on it. And it's in super, super good shape. I haven't used it yet because that is still something that's a little bit much for my core. Like for how engaged your core has to be for rowing. Sure. Yeah. I think a lot of people row without engaging. Their, like you can definitely do it without engaging. You can definitely do it without. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because like if you think about it, like every time you're rowing, it's almost like a little crunch. Anyway, and so I haven't mm-hmm. done that yet. I just don't feel like my core is quite ready for uh, like a f- like I, I could use it to warm up or whatever if I wanted to. But yeah, I feel like I need to le- know more about rowing. Not that I but not like to say I need to know more before using the rower. But like now that I have a rower, I need to know how to use it. I'm kind of on the fence. I really wa- I've always wanted to get a rower. But I'm always like, oh, but I don't know if I'd use it. Yeah, I think you go going to the gym, gym is so much. I don't think you yeah. Like you yeah. don't really need a home gym. No. You can go to the gym whenever you want. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Yeah. I don't go to I can't go to the gym whenever I want. Um right. and anyway, and so and then we're gonna use a little bit of our tax return also to get a sled for the house we decided. A sled, 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 like push sled push like sled. you were using today. Not like a not, not like, like a, a sled, sled for miles to roll down the hill. No. <laughs> Immediately, subtle but important difference. (laughs) We would hopefully not need our tax return to get a sled for miles, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would be concerned. So that's how my workout went. So I kind of want to check in on New Year's resolutions because we're not really halfway through, but we haven't talked about that in a long time. Do you remember what your resolution was? Your word of the year? Mine was raising the bar. I think yours was presence. Presence. That sounds right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that bad? How I was thinking about that too. Of like how. New Year's resolutions are so exciting in that first month, and then they just kind of fade away. But it's not a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's fine to have some things in mind where you're like, I really want to work on this. I'm really feeling like a fresh new start. But then we just kind of fall back into, before we know it, it's May, it's June. And then we're thinking about the rest, like the second half of the year. Mine was raising the bar. And I remember talking a lot about just asking more of myself, expecting more of myself. And I don't think I necessarily go out every single day where I'm like, expect great things and you can do more and expect more of yourself as in like a confidence thing. Raising the bar isn't about, I need to crush huge goals. That's great. But it's more about a confidence piece of having the confidence within myself to ask more, do more, be more. 
if that makes sense. I just don't want people to confuse that with like hustle, 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 because I hate that. But it's believing and having that potential within myself, believing that I have that. I would say that that's just been a nice hum in the background of my life. I don't feel pressure. I don't feel like I'm failing at all. But I think it's a nice reminder for me to go, are you selling yourself short today? And there's definitely days where I'll be like, man, I'm really kind of falling back into that rut of comfort or disbelief and finding that self-talk. So I think that's where it helps out a lot. Anytime I'm kind of facing the day, I'll be like, are you selling yourself short? And then it kind of causes me to rethink a lot too. So that's that's been helpful. It's hard though, because I, I kind of have this issue where, like, let's say the Brene Brown training, for example, right? Like, I have put, I've deferred that for a year for financial reasons. But then I, I go, am I just putting it off and I could really try to make this money to do it? Or am I just making a smart just financial decision? Because <laughs> that's the hard part where I'm like, <clears throat> am I just selling myself short and you just know that you could make this money and pay for it because work would pay for some of it? Or are you being smart? Because I personally don't, like I've I've talked about this a lot with some people, but that's a like that's just like one example. I don't need to like solve that problem right now. That's just one example where I I'm like, am I what am I doing here? But what I've come to that conclusion for that piece at least was I just didn't see the return yet because it's not like I'm gonna get a raise in my job. It's not like I'm gonna get a promotion at my job for this training. It would be more of like this personal feat to do it. I'm like, ah, uh, right now I feel real good about watching Brene's Netflix special and reading all her books instead of going to this training that's going to cost so much money out of my pocket <laughs> with not a lot of return on investment. Yeah, I, I don't think you have to justify Like, I'm not anyone. doubting think, myself no, in any way. That like, like, that's kind of more being, like, a logical brain. Yeah, and I, well, and I think that there's, like, it definitely comes down to just your own internal motivation, and that's the difference. It's like, yeah, some people would probably use any excuse that they could to get out of something like that because they doubted themselves or because, you know, they were didn't just didn't want to do it for whatever reason. But that's not what you're doing. Like, you know that. No. You were so being, excited when you found out you got in. For sure. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, I don't know. There was, there was I, not I'm like, like super pumped. Distance. Yeah. There's like a, no, hey, no, no, this no, is no. not a smart choice right now. Not a smart choice, choice right now. And I absolutely can defer for a year. Like, I contacted the program. They're totally cool with that. They're like, we'll probably have a payment program next year. So I'm like, great. That feels better for me. I just totally could, like I, I can't tell you how many times I'd be on her website and you have all these like steps when you're registering for the class and the final class, the final step is like enter your payment. And I sat there for like a good half hour with just that screen pulled up, like ready to hit pay with my credit card info. And I was like, I can't, I not feel good about this money right now. <laughs> so anyway, no, okay. No. So, no, I think that's good. um, Nice hum in the background of raising the bar, That's feeling good. good, feeling like it's there pushing me along. I think the hum in the background is sort of the concept behind that having a word or having a phrase for the year. Is that like you don't have yeah. to go balls to the wall. No. You know, it doesn't have to be like the year of yes where you say yes to every literal thing. No, no, no. It's just nope. like hum in the background. Yeah, um, it's there. I feel like presence may have been the wrong word to pick. Okay. I don't think that, I don't know, just like the season of having a new baby is very, how do I put this? It doesn't really benefit you all the time to be uber present because some of the stuff is just like really tiring and relentless. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of can be nice to be able to check out and you're tired and you're exhausted and you're just, you know, really relearning what the rhythm of my life looks like. And 
of course, being present is important for that. And I feel like I have a lot of presence when I'm around Miles and my family. And, you know, we have a lot of kind of forced to be present in the sense that like our hierarchy of needs as a family right now, we're very much just at the basic level of does everything just get done in a day? Like there's not really any space time-wise or mentally for pretty much anything besides just basic needs met. And I, that is kind of nice in a way because like it means that you have to just focus on each other and focus on what's going on. There's no capacity to be distracted. And so like like if anybody's ever gone backpacking or gone, yeah, I guess backpacking would be a good example. There's the things that you have to accomplish when you're backpacking are so basic, but they're so important and so consuming that it becomes like you have no choice but to just live in that present moment because you are, have to be so focused on like getting your basic needs met. I don't know though. I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm intentionally doing it. I would just say, considering the fact that I had forgotten the word that I picked, uh, I think it was more just of like, this is the season that we're in and there's all that there's really room for right now is just doing what needs to be done. And there's mm-hmm. no like, well, I'm really trying to focus on this right now. It's like, have I showered this week? You know, like there's really just not room in my life right now for abstract goals, I guess. Yeah, and but I think like the presence piece uh, could be misunderstood. Like we have to be all zen. And maybe you are just realizing like, this is just where I'm at. And that's just being right there. And I think that's more presence than it is being, I don't know. I just sometimes think presence gets this bad rap where we have to be like, Oh, I'm so present and I'm so pure. Like presence equals pure, purity of life. Well, I think like, and I'm like, yeah, I don't really agree with that. I think, I think that, being present is just being like, I'm in a real shitty space today. Right. And not trying to avoid it. I think that yeah. presence also can be seen as like, you're not present unless you're like singularly focused. Yeah. Like to be present means to be like, have your blinders on and be like making eye contact at all times with whatever it is you're doing. You know, what's what I'm looking for? What's yeah. that? Uh, it starts with uh, S, symbolic eye contact. Really? Mm-hmm, I couldn't think of the mm-hmm. word symbolic. The point is, it's going okay. Yes. We're getting there. It's fine. It's. I think you and I have always gone with New Year's resolutions with the intention of like, let's just see how it goes. We're not big on like setting goals and accomplishing them. We're about setting goals. And if it changes along the way, you learned a great lesson. So... Goals may mean that you figure out what you don't want. And I always love that. That That's more of the type of goals and intentions I want to set throughout the year. Because then we, we feel like we they fizzle away or we don't meet them, that we're somehow failures. And I just think that's ridiculous. I'm more about doing things to learn about what I don't want than it is yeah. what I do want. I So Brandon and I have been going to couples therapy. It's fun uh-huh. times, guys. Mm-hmm. And today... So we're going, we're seeing a therapist who Brandon also sees individually, who I used to see individually. This was my therapist in college. And anyway, so it's not all that to say, it's not weird that Brandon's going to him and then we're going to him because I already know him. But the point of the story is that today he was like, you know, I think that you should do this exercise where you like write down, you know, what you envision for yourself in five years. Like I am, you know, and do it in the present tense. Like, you know, the, and I was just like looking at him. And he was like, why? Why, why do you feel resistance You're like, we've covered, yeah. you're like, we've covered this. He goes, I think that you'd love to do, that this is important for you because you're, because you do have so much resistance to it. I was like, I'm not resistant. I've done it. <laughs> I am like. We just talked about this on the podcast. Right, I know. Did I was like, you do listen? you even listen to my podcast? No. 
Did you even hear me talk about wearing a cable knit sweater and gazing out into the yard? Oh, right. That's your vision. That's <laughs> like, what you want to do. Yeah, just want to just. You're like, just lip- listen to episode 310. Come I on, it was 310. dude. <laughs> just give me the sweater. Put oh. me in a log cabin. It was just funny. He was like, you know, and I was like, no, I know. I understand that. I understand the exercise. I've done it on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thought I was going to be a registered dietitian. Okay. Yeah. Like six years ago. Um, okay. So let's talk about having kids. Let's talk about having kids. We've gotten a lot of questions about this and I feel like we've touched on it over the years, but I mean, we can revisit. Where do you want to start? Yeah. So the, the the question we are alluding to is how do you decide or not decide to have kids? And obviously this has come up more recently with the more recent introduction of a new child into my life. And, you know, I think people, as they find us, they quickly realize like, okay, Claire has kids. Joy does not. What's that about? And there are so many women out there who grapple with this question of should I have kids? How do you de- how do you make that decision? That people see us as, you know, an example of someone who two people who otherwise have a lot in common, but have seem to have this one big thing that's super different. And so they're they, people always ask us, like, you know, how did you decide or not or decide to not have kids? Mm-hmm. So we're just going to tackle that all in one all in one. go. Yeah, we're going to solve this question for everyone <laughs> in 10 minutes. No, I love this question. And I also love that it's evolved for me over the years. So I will start by saying this is Claire's personal journey and Joy's personal journey. And we are just speaking about our own personal journeys. It is so individual that take what we say as just something that we personally went through. And if it helps you, great. And if it's not fitting for you, I encourage you to just kind of sit with what feels right in your heart because this is such a personal and I don't know, it's just a very delicate decision that I think... I understand why people ask because I often wanted someone to tell me what to do because I was so indecisive. And I think feeling indecisive can be a choice, you know, indecisive, not making a decision is kind of a decision, but also my indecisiveness was just driving me crazy. So I I get that piece of why people are asking because, you know, just give me some information of how you arrived at your decision. Well, for me personally, I just... I've never, even growing up, I never really envisioned being a mother. I was not someone that was like, I want to get married. I want to have kids. Like when I was in high school, we kind of joked about it because that's just kind of what you do when you're in high school is you joke about having kids and having a family and like, you know, who you're going to marry when you're in high school and you you watch all the great movies and you're just like, oh, I want to marry a guy like him, you know? And so like, I remember joking about that. But the second I got to college, I just never thought about that. I didn't have a a vision about it. I didn't feel pulled to that. And when I graduated college and grad school, like all these milestones in my life, I never was on the trajectory or had a desire to start a family. I didn't, I didn't have any real interest in getting married. (laughs) I was just kind of like, really wanted to be on my own. I could go into a million like therapy reasons why that was, but I just don't think it's really worth getting into those uh, bunny trails right now. But I just was super, super happy with me being just with me. I was kind of determined to be like, it's just going to be me, myself and I for the rest of my life. And I was fine with that. I spent a lot of my 20s kind of dating around and figuring out like who I really wanted to be if I wanted to be this independent alone woman the rest of my life. And I was fine with that. I kind of like made peace with that. And then I met Scott and we got married and we both were just kind of like, maybe we'll see how it goes. And then maybe we'll see how it goes turned into, do we want to have kids right now? And we were both like, "Uh, I'm not really sure. 
I married a partner who miraculously, because I really don't think this happens very often, was on the exact same page as I was. We were never really 100% sure we wanted kids. We just kept saying, let's just keep checking in with each other. And every time we checked in with each other, we're like, uh, not really feeling it. Okay, great. Wait for another year. Uh, not really feeling it. Okay, great. And then when we hit 40, we're kind of like, it's kind of too late, but we're okay with that. And we still feel that way. I think for people who are afraid of like, oh, I'm going to get to my 40s or 50s, like later in my life, I'm going to have all this regret and who's going to take care of me. I personally feel that that's a horrible reason to have a child. It was like, who's going to take care of me when I'm old? <laughs> Uh, like have a child for like a million other reasons, but I I don't I have this weird existential existential view of life that like I don't worry about the future like that. Like I don't think about myself in a rocking chair and needing to be surrounded by like a million grandchildren. I think about like I I know this is so morbid, but I think about like I could die next year. Like I just want to live my life that way, and then when I get older, like you have family around you and you develop the family around you that is going to be the people that you're with for the rest of your life. It doesn't necessarily, like for me, I didn't feel like I needed to have that fulfilled with children. And I do not feel like I'm missing out. I have like a million kids in my life that I love and cherish. My All my friends who have kids, I have ne- a nephew, I have nieces. Like I, that's, I don't feel like I'm missing out on the experience of like having my own child. And that is something I just kept checking in with myself like year after year, sometimes every month. I'd be like, is that something that I'm having a yearning for? Like you guys, it was like crickets and dust and ghosts in there. Like nothing was coming out being like, please have children. Like (laughs) it just wasn't. And, you know, the only thing that bothers me is that uh, I think there's a, at least in my experience, for a while, it felt like if you chose not to have children, something was wrong with you. And it's a choice. Like I know there's a lot of women out there who can't, who do not have that choice. So that's not what I'm talking about. If you're choosing not to have children, I think there's this weird stigma of like, you don't like kids, which is so funny because I work with children and I love being around kids. And I think I'm really good with kids. That's really weird that people would think that or that you are um, like feeling like you're going to miss out or like there's this weird kind of like there has to be a real good reason why. Because if your body can do something like this, why wouldn't you want to experience it? And that's just a really, I think that's just such a personal thing that it's interesting that women have to talk about it. I know guys don't, like, they can't carry a child. So of course, they're not going to be as, people aren't going to be like badgering them with those questions. But uh, that's just something that I always found really interesting as I was like year after year not having kids. And people kind of stopped asking too. Like when we were first got married, people were always like, so when are you having having kids? I I told you the story like after uh, Claire. (laughs) Claire and I got married. (laughs) That's how close we are. (laughs) Like You're my work wife. After Scott and I got married, people started asking him when he and I were going to have kids. And I'll never forget when he came to me and he was like, after a party, we got home and he's like, so-and-so asked us if we were having kids. That's that's like really personal. Like, that's so rude. And I was like, oh my God, that's the first time you've experienced that? That's my whole life. Like, <laughs> I get asked that question like every other day. I asked that question since I was in high school. Yes. And I was like, oh man, like that's just a, the difference between a man and a woman with that. It's just, it's kind of crazy. So... I don't know. Did I explain that? Well, did I miss anything like no, key I points? Think, I feel like 
I think that's good. I think that a lot of people, you know, they come to us and they ask, like, how did you make the decision one way or the other? Because I just feel like I truly could go either way or like I still I keep thinking that I'm going to wake up one day and suddenly like feel really strongly that I want kids. And I've heard of people going both ways where, you know, people say like, well, I just never felt the really strong urge to have them. But I also didn't really feel the strong urge to not have them. So I went ahead and had kids. Had, yes. And, and I've, I truly believe, I always said this, like, let's say I got pregnant. I would be so fine with that. Like, there was nothing in my mind where I was like, absolutely not. It was just more of a mediocre, cool if it did happen, but I just never wanted to really put my energy into having a child if I was just mediocre about it. Like that just to me wasn't didn't feel good. I'm like, I just want to be all in if I'm going for it. I heard a <sighs> Mark Marin said it's he is just one of my favorite people and he doesn't have children and he was talking to someone about having kids on one of his shows and what he said just like rang true in my heart. He's like, I am so emotionally tapped out as a person. Like I, I have such emotional like vulnerability around the people in my life, like caring for the, I care so deeply that that's all I can handle. Like, and I was like, oh my God, I so get that. Like I feel life and my friendships and my relationships on such a deep level that the thought of having a more intense relationship with a child I don't know if I could handle it. Like, I know I could, but I was like, yes, I get that feeling. Like, I get what you're saying, Mark. Because I'm like, yeah, I can barely emotionally, like, feel and absorb those emotions because I just get, like, way too overwhelmed with love and anxiety. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't think I could handle, I don't think I could emotionally handle having a child of my own. It just feels like, ugh, I don't think I could take it. It's intense. <laughs> I don't think I could take it. <laughs> No, I think I think I think that's great too. And I think, you know, like people to your point, like so many people do kind of make people like especially women feel like, well, if you don't want to have kids and that means something, you know, you must just like be this cold-hearted person. And yeah, I definitely know people who have gone the other direction. They're like, I am so like you, like so bleeding heart that I'm afraid of what might happen if I have kids. Like it would be too vulnerable. Yeah. 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 Well, it's interesting too cuz it's like I I used to struggle with it so much more. I mean, when I was like mid thirties, I would struggle with it all the time because I really felt like that's like in your thirties when you feel like your quote unquote clock is ticking. And, and I think you really feel like you really have to make a decision. Well, I just like let time pass. And I thought, you know what? Like every single day I wake up and I'm okay with this decision. My partner is too. Like, I'm just going to let time keep passing and trust that like, my life will be fulfilled in so many other ways. And it's not going to be ever, I'm never going to have that experience. I don't have sorrow in my heart over that. Because I just feel so much love of everyone else in my life that I have. But if you're like on the fence, and you're just kind of going, well, I'm not sure. And will I regret it? Like, it's, if you do choose that route, and you go for it, you're going to be all in. If you don't choose that route, I don't, I just don't think if you're in that mode that you're ever going to have regrets, because there's so many beautiful ways to live your life and fulfill your life. It's just not that thing, which is huge, of course, but I just, I, I've, I've, I've come, I've become more comfortable over the years. And at this age now, I'm, you know, turning 42 this year is like, I feel fine with that decision. I do think it's interesting. And I, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people are be like, oh, but you have pets. Okay. First of all, you don't need to like 
you don't need to treat women who don't who chose not to have children who chose not to have children that they need like some kind of consolation prize because I'm like bless everyone out there who like says they're a, a cat mom or a dog mom it's one of my pet peeves because I'm like I, I mean I love my I love JT like like I would maybe a child but I <laughs> that's one of my pet peeves because I'm like it's great and all but like it's not it's not the same as being a mother to a human like please don't compare those two. <laughs> Like, I get it in jest, but it, like, you don't need to say that to people who don't have kids of like, oh, you, but you have animals. It's like, great, but you don't, I don't need that. Like, I don't need that, like, assurance that my cold soul is going to, like, not die alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just so funny. You've started saying, you know what I mean, a lot more since you started listening to JVN's podcast. <gasps> really? Yeah. You know? You know, you know what I mean? It's like a total JVN thing. He's getting into my psyche. Really is. Okay, so what would you say to people who don't want kids or, you know, are kind of like on the fence, but feel like they probably don't want kids, but are kind of giving like confused or conflicted because of all the signals that they get from the world about like, you must have kids. Yeah. I really, again, want to just preface this with people who have the choice. And if you have a partner, I would really talk to your partner about it, of really, truly how they're feeling. I think that's first and foremost, like one of the biggest things. It should go without saying that if you think that you should have a child to fix your relationship, that is the number one no-no. Children just amplify everything that's going on in a relationship. So if you are on that path, please step away. (laughs) and talk to your partner, you want to go into that really truly with a a pretty good plan as a partnership. So I think that's really important. If your partner's like, I really, really want to, you know, be a parent, then I think that's really important to discuss. And I was super, super straightforward with Scott. I was like, please tell me I would never want to take that away from you if you wanted to be a father, if you really wanted to have that experience. And I was the one that you're kind of like holding back. Because Scott, tends to be the type of guy who will, in some ways, he'll like kind of let me lead the decisions. And I just was like, that's one I really want you to like speak up about because Lord Almighty, I would feel so bad if like in 10 years, you're all of a sudden being like, oh man, I really wish I would have done that. Um, So I think talking to your partner can really help you get some clarity. It's It can be a scary conversation because sometimes your partner may say something or like, let's pretend you and your partner get married and you're both like, no, we don't want kids. And then all of a sudden your partner's like, wait, I want kids. And then you don't. Like, what does that mean for your relationship? I think that can be so scary. And then I think just, I think just reflecting on a daily basis, like I, I had to think about it a lot. And I think we have a tendency that when we're scared of something, we put it in the back of our brain. We're like, I'm just going to deal with it later. And so what I forced myself to do for a year is to just think about it all the time. Like every day I would think about it. Do I want this? Do I not? And it was a little frustrating and a little draining and a lot of emotions. But I promised myself, like, if I'm going to really make this decision either way, I want to know that I thought about it pretty intensely to make sure that I gave it a lot of thought. And then I felt comfortable with my decision. And I do. And so that's just what worked for me. I think if you're, I mean, if you want, I think it's important to, I mean, I would always encourage you to talk to a therapist if you really need to kind of hash this out personally, what that would mean for you. But that is just what helped me. I think giving it that full court press of a year of deep thoughts every single day. I'm not talking like I'd sit and meditate. It would just be something that I'd make myself think about like when I was driving or like throughout my day. And now I'm a perfect human. (laughs) 
not really. So for me, you know, people a, a lot of times ask, like, how did you decide to have kids? It was never a decision for me. Like, I've just always known. I've always, always, always known my whole life that I wanted to have kids. It's never been a question. Luckily, Brandon is the same way. He has always, always known that he wanted kids. And for us, you know, I don't even remember the conversation because I'm sure it went something like this. Well, I want kids one day. Do you? Yeah, definitely. Okay, good. Yeah. You know, like. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just, an, and that's like, that's such a perfect scenario too, because it's like, you guys were on the same page from day one and it wasn't even a question for either of you. Exactly. And you've known that since you were pretty young. Yeah. And it's the exact same thing for Scott and I, complete opposite decision. Exactly. We both like, yeah, it's crazy. And I just think like, I definitely took for granted that we both were so clear about our decision until we had Miles and so many of my friends were like, oh man, how did you guys decide to have kids? And I was like, what do you mean? How do we decide to have kids? And they're like, yeah, you know, we're just not sure. And I was like, how are you not sure? And so for me, like this, you know, the story is pretty uneventful because I just always knew and mm -hmm. I'm really glad we have kids. They're great. It's an experience like unlike anything else. You know, I'm not I don't I'm not one of those people who thinks that like you can't, you know, have a full life without kids. But I will say it's an experience that is not like having a dog, mm -mm. for example. No. Or, you know, yeah. but I think there's a yeah. lot of things like in life like that. You know, like you wouldn't expect to relate to someone who's had you know, who has siblings if you don't have siblings or you wouldn't expect to right. like someone who's traveled a lot if you haven't traveled a lot. Like, right. it's just this, uh, an experience that's very, very intense that is unlike anything else. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes it's really sucks and sometimes it's really fun. And people say, you know, it's like having your heart run around outside of your body. And it's so true. Like, you just feel so vulnerable all the time because mm -hmm. like the absolute most important thing to you in this world is something that you have no control over. Mm -hmm. so that's terrifying. terrifying yeah yeah like yeah. anytime that brandon gets in the car with both kids and leaves i'm like well there goes my whole world just right in one car hope they're yeah. okay yeah 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 it's so scary yeah. it's so scary it's so scary to love i heard seth rogan on a show like forever ago it was so funny it was so cute how he said this because when he, they were deciding how to have like when they wanted to have kids him and his wife he's like i just this is such a seth rogan thing to say by the way he was like you know, it's like an iPad. Like, I didn't want to live my life, like, not knowing not knowing what it was like to, like, own an iPad. Like, I really just wanted to have, like, I didn't want to live my life and not have a kid because I really needed to know what that experience was like. I was like, I was like, well, that's one way to put it. But you know what I mean? Like, some people truly are like, I just don't want to live this life not knowing what that's like. And I think that's just, that's awesome if you choose to do that. It's like, yeah, so. it's a very unique human experience and you can't get that any other way. You know, you can't. So if you guys have more, like if you want to clarify anything or if we could like help you in any way, just with encouragement, you can email us. We're happy to answer more questions. I certainly will stand by my uh, stance of like, I just don't think Claire or I could make a decision for you, but hopefully sharing our stories is something that helps you along your journey. Yeah, and hopefully, especially if you're out there, I think especially people who maybe are, are thinking, are feeling like they don't want kids but are second-guessing that because people all the time are telling them like, oh, you'll change your mind. Oh, just wait. <gasps> oh, yeah. You know, hopefully they yeah. can hear your story and be like, hey, you know what? You can be like a normal, yeah. functional human who has a great, yeah. fulfilling life and is like a loving person. And that doesn't have to always include kids. Mm-hmm. And there are definitely nights, you guys, where I see like Joy's Insta stories of being at Linger wearing lipstick and I'm like haven't showered in five days and like, you know, I'm eating standing up in my kitchen while Miles 
argues with me over whether or not he's gonna have one more bite of like anything where I'm like huh could have just not had kids (laughs) (laughs) anyway oh it's all relative what else should we wrap up on is there anything like outstanding that we need to cover before we end I still need to come to Mexico with us we really do. We, you guys need to like get on it. Yeah. Because this is the deadline's coming up like today. It's soon. If you're waiting, <laughs> if you're waiting for ASAP. your tax return, spend it on this trip. Yes. You can go to our Instagram, uh, our story highlights. We have a Tulum link story highlight. It will tell you how to sign up because the URL is really long. And it's going to be so fun. It's over Labor Day weekend. I don't care what else you have going on that weekend. Cancel yeah, it. You better show up. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to put bathing suits on yes. and we're just going to be in eat the water. Tacos and run and eat around. Tacos. We're not going to mm-hmm. run. There's going to be no running. I take that back. No running. <laughs> Didn't Brendan tell you to go for a run? He's like, you go for a run. I was like, are, have, do, you, do you not know <laughs> who we I, met? Do you not? Who are you? Oh. Have we met? Have we oh. not been together for nine years? <laughs> when we were first so, dating, he'd always be like, we could go for a run. I'd be like, I mean, we could. It's not going to be. Did like, you ever consider it because you were dating? Oh like, yeah. You know how you do w- weird things because oh, yeah. you're like, oh, like, yeah, I love let's him. Go for yeah. A run. And then I was like, yeah. but like we aren't going to be able to talk. This is not going to be like a social gathering because I can't talk and run. You know, when running things were like, if I end a conversational pace, I'm like, so walking. <laughs> like once I start running, it does not matter what speed it is. I cannot. The to- there's no talking. No. There's mm-mm. no such thing yeah. as a conversational pace for me when running. Right. It doesn't right. exist. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what were you about to say? Okay. Tulum. Oh, yes. Tulum. The link is Tulum. on our Instagram stories highlights. And you can sign up and join us. And you don't have to bring a friend. We will be your BFFs. We have so much fun on these trips. And so. if you're sitting there listening to this and you're like, oh, my gosh, every time I hear this, it just sounds so great. But like, I shouldn't really go. Like, I have other things to worry about. And No, you really no, should go. Come. Throw caution I'm to the wind. I'm talking to you. If you have yeah, been sitting you there right putting there. it off. I am speaking directly to you. I want you, you to be there. You with the purple shirt. I'm excited to hang I out. I see you. I see you sitting there in your car, wishing that you could come to Mexico with us. Mm-hmm. Make it happen. Pick up that phone. Start scrolling. Start scrolling. Right over to our Instagram spa- Joy page. Claire underscore. Mm-hmm. Don't ask questions. Yeah, come, don't. Just come to Mexico. Just listen to us. Dang it. Yes. Hey, by the way, if anyone out there knows Alex Smith and wants him on the show, he apparently can quote every line of Mean Girls, and we would like to talk to him. Okay. I meant to follow up with you on this, actually. Oh. Because... Please tell me it's not spam. No. Like, it's real. The internet, I need to know something. Oh. Alex Smith. Alec. Not Alex. Alec Smith. Mm-hmm. Okay. Confirmed. He is. He also looks just like Aaron Samuels. So maybe <gasps> he's the one. He's the games athlete who looks just like Aaron Samuels. Aaron Samuels, who almost came on the podcast, but then thought that we thought he was a one-hit wonder. Oh, oh I felt so bad about I that. Know. I was like... Ugh. That was one time, Aaron Samuels. That was one time, Aaron. And ugh, okay. Anyway, whatever. he totally looks like okay. Aaron Samuels, which makes sense why he knows. Every, like, look at this. Look at this picture. Just looks just like Aaron. Oh Samuels. my gosh, your hair looks sexy. Your push hair back. Looks sexy push back. Anyway, and so <laughs> somebody posted about that. I know I forget even who it was. But like, fun fact: Alec Smith knows every single line to Mean Girls, every single one. Or something like make wads great again. Yeah. We're posting. They were like, oh my God, on Wednesdays we were pink. I was like, everyone knows that line. Mm-mm. Karen. If you're going to quote Mean Girls now, you need to you need to pull a deep cut. Bring you do it. not do this fetch bullshit. I know. I want a deep cut quote. I wanted to write and be like, but does he love Latest McBath with Black Mambazo? <laughs> and be like, 
just this, this is the fertility <laughs> vase of the Ndebele tribe. Does that mean anything to you, Alex Smith? No. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Right. On that note. Yes. Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. Go to our stories. You can email us at girlsgonewat at gmail.com. And you can email us directly from our Instagram account as well. So there's an email button. You can send us a message. Tell us what you think. Give us your feedback. Ask us questions. All the things. We love you guys. And we'll see you next week. Bye.